You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Hey everybody, I'm here with our good friend Charlie Kirk and we are getting into the second part of us looking at the Tower of Babel and how that equates to this modern age of ours in light of Bible prophecy, what in the world is going on? And so we're looking forward to you staying tuned, letting others know that they can join us and study what does the Bible have to say to our current day. Charlie? Jack, loving the conversation and loving being here. Genesis 11, and all actually the first 11 books of Genesis, right. speak a lot to our times and the distinctions that should dictate our reality. So I think everyone's gonna enjoy it. Incredible, enjoy this, exactly. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. There's a reason why you cannot find America in the Bible. It's not written. How could that possibly be? The greatest, most powerful, most wealthy, most free, most you fill in the blank. How is it not written in the word? Well, guess what? If it's not written in the word and it happened, we're the only covenant nation, by the way, in the face of the earth outside of Israel. Israel has a covenant with God and our founding pilgrim has made a covenant with God. No other nation did this, but we're not specifically written in the Bible. Here's the point, is that if, if America's end is not specifically detailed, just like the birth is not mentioned, then could it be that God is saying, I see what's happening in Sacramento. I see what's happening in Washington, D.C. But will my people pray? Will the people of California? Imagine if the good people in California decided, I'm going to do the right thing. Imagine what would happen here. And that could happen from state to state. Look, the Lord's coming back in his time. Until he does come back, as believers, we're supposed to do the right thing. And that right thing is what's really a disturbance to globalism and global union is there's this American thing. Yes. These people, they've got, they're full of ideas, they're full of ingenuity, they're, they're full of independence, and we need to break that down from them. And so man right now is trying to say, we've got God on the ropes. So what we'll do is, we'll create a World Economic Forum. 
And from that, we'll redefine faith. We'll redefine economies and we'll redraw the borders of nations. And we'll have groups come together. Isn't it interesting that the Bible told us 2,000 years ago that there'll be a gathering of leaders, world leaders. Book of Daniel, so that's 2,600 years ago. Book of Daniel called them horns. There'll be 10 horns, 10 leaders. Horns in the Old Testament always refers to kings. There'll be 10 kings in the last days. And out of the 10 kings, there'll be an 11th one that will rise up seemingly out of nowhere. And the one that is called the 11th that comes out of the 10, he will destroy and he will take power. And the Bible tells us that he will engineer a one world economy. And you look what's going on. If you really want to get nations to this constant dripping we hear of, what's the word? Equity of the economic uh, parity. Everybody's the same. Equity. Equity. Think about that. How, How would you do that in the world? You reset with one currency. That's how you do it. And, and that's likely coming very soon. Very Conversations soon. You'll about see a, it. You a, will see it. About a digital dollar, oh, about yeah. unifying currencies. It's very interesting. The Chinese Communist Party came out and they said, we don't want to be the world reserve currency. Uh, leave that to America. Is the financial instability that unfortunately a lot of you and a lot of us, all of us are really going to experience together is by design. And that's it's right. by design from, from the last couple of years. And this is a very important distinction. I think it actually should be rather freeing for you. You look at all that's happening. Who wants to be, you know, quote unquote, king of the garbage pile? You're destroying everything. That's so true. In your wake, right? Yeah. It's totally against reason, which is a gift from God, as it says in Isaiah 1. Let us reason together. Right? You're breaking the border. You're breaking the economy. People are getting poor. 107,000 drug overdoses every single year. The leading cause of death for young girls ages 14 to 22 is suicide. We're allowing this trans thing, which is just a total affront to the distinctions of man versus woman, which just drives me, the whole trans thing drives me nuts. And this is spiritual that That's manifests right. temporarily Absolutely. in the physical. This is diabolical. That's right. Okay? And I did a whole thing today on my show, and boy, you want to get mocked by CNN, you want to get mocked by all the guys, and we said this That's on our show today. That's an honor to be mocked I, 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 by, by the way, one day they'll realize I enjoy it a lot more than they do when they write up. Yeah. It, it's, it really is great. And as long as they quote me accurately, when they don't, that drives me nuts. That's separate. Uh, you can say whatever you want, just don't lie about me. But the one thing I did get right about today is that I was talking about how witchcraft and the occult is a real thing, yeah. and there are portals to darkness, and you have to be vigilant about this, and that I believe that there are leaders... Wait, they in, made fun of that? Oh, the mockery, Jack. Who are you to say all that? I mean, uh, because, well, it's kind of interesting. They make fun of it because no one actually wants to say that out loud, that we're in the midst of the high, most consequential spiritual war, I think, Absolutely. Of, of a millennia, right? No one wants to say that out loud. But then there's the scientific materialists, that will say, oh yeah, there's no invisible realm or domain. They call themselves atheists. They're, they're, they're not, they just, yep, you know, they're, they're lost. But it's really interesting though, Jack, there is no other way to explain the campaign of arson and destruction against our country other than diabolical, spiritually dark influences that are fighting right. for dominion over this nation. And 
let me just add a little bit of a wrinkle to this, and Jack, you can riff. This is why I have lost my patience. I am now in a patience deficit, okay? So you say, how can I pray for you, Charlie? Pray for patience, of which I am, I am I'm taking out a loan on patience, okay? With, by the way, I have plenty of patience for atheists, for secularists, for even some liberals. I have no patience for people who call themselves pastors who won't engage in the spiritual war that is happening around them every single day. No patience, I'm done. Yeah, amen. And I, I'll, I'll just add one more thing to it. I talked to a, a pastor the other day, and I will not say his name. And he says, I, he said, it's not, it's not clear to me kind of what the way forward is. I'm, he said, I'm going to need more time to figure it out. And I lost it. I'll be very honest, right? Again, fruit of the spirit is self-control. I temporarily put that one on pause. And um, I, I, I acknowledge my sins publicly so you could pray for me and I repent. No, I, it's, I, I could have handled it better. I said, really? Over the, you need more time. Three years into a virus that we funded in Wuhan, mainland China, deployed on the entire world. We put kids out of school and they're killing themselves at record rates. Our border is wide open. They shut down, they shut down schools and jail pastors, keep strip clubs and marijuana dispensaries and alcohol, uh, alcohol stores open. They deem you non-essential. We have abortion on demand. We're medically mutilating kids and you need like more time to figure it out. Like you should resign from the ministry. That's Sorry, right. pal. Amen. No, that's true. You don't, you don't repent of that. You don't, you don't repent from that. That's no, absolute no. truth. You see, you see, Jack says, I don't need to repent. I just gave you a much nicer version, okay? <laughs> it was, um, Look, I don't know. It was a lot I, more spirited. I, I think, no, it was spirited, okay? I, I think Charlie's being hard on himself. Look what Nehemiah did. He grabbed people by the beard and drugged them out in the street and kicked them out. So I can do that. Great. So 100% true. If you stop and, and look at the issues that are happening for all of us, I don't care how young you are, I don't care how old you are, this is the first time in world history that what's going on is going on at the same time globally at the exact same moment. What's happening here is happening in Ireland. It's happening in Mozambique. It's happening in Peru. The culture is under attack. All of a sudden, people are waking up or falling asleep, and they're saying, um, I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl now. Now, it's not nothing to laugh about. It's satanic. Here's the reason why. Listen. That's exactly right. It's satanic. Because why? Genesis 1. God said, I made you in my image. Satan knows this. So he's attacking, and I'll prove it. What's the result when a child has been told to question their gender? What is the result? Most often suicide, if not self-mutilation. What's going on here? Satanic. And we don't do anybody any favors by saying, oh, well, that's good for you. You know what we're saying? We're saying, you can establish your own truth then. I'll have my truth. You can, they can all have theirs and the other. That's insanity. It's demonic. You say, how can that possibly be? Jesus said that before he comes back, there's going to be a profound time of deception. These are the doctrines of demons. You don't have to guess. Wow, I read that in my Bible, that in the last days there's going to be doctrines of demons and, and, and uh, deceiving spirits. I wonder what that's going to be like. <laughs> You're in it. This is it. I don't believe that America's hope and recovery, if that's what's to happen, 
is going to happen through any political power. I've never believed that. People want me to wear that badge. I won't wear it. Remember, Air, uh, what did I say a long time ago? The Messiah is not going to be arriving on Air Force One. Yeah, that's right. Just know that. And Jesus will never be on the ballot. Okay, he's not running. So here's the thing. Until he does come back, you're supposed to do the right thing. That's called being a Christian. That's called shining the light. Amen. That's called being salt. You can't sit it out. If you're an idle Christian, a spectator Christian, that's a serious problem. You got to change that. You got to get involved. I travel the country and the people that I'm so inspired, I, I was just saying this on the way over, that never give up are California Christian patriots that you have every reason to give up and to be demoralized because you're quote-unquote outnumbered, understand you've already made a sizable and measurable difference and impact. The other, country, the other parts of the country in Missouri or Indiana, they're profusely thanking you for being able to at least move over one chamber of Congress. But again, it goes back to what I said. If you go through the subversion tactics that are being used against you, which I believe, yes, are partly diabolical, if you read the literature of the KGB agents that used to do this professionally, Yuri Bezmenov was one of the most mm -hmm. um, public. Yep, yeah, we did, we, we, we've done plenty line of podcasts on him. He says, a nation that will go from capitalistic or free to Marxist or unfree must go through stages. And these stages are not mistakes, they're by design. That's right. Now understand, his full-time job, Yuri Bezmenov, used to go into countries like Rhodesia, formerly Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. He'd go into countries and try to turn them from a free society to a Soviet Marxist government. That was his job. His job was to come in, do an analysis of the landscape, find out their weak points, find out how to destabilize them. So it's destabilization, then demoralization, okay? He said destabilization's easy. He said we could do that, you know, that's wreck right. a currency, destroy an economy, so that's, that, that's simple. He said, the part, though, that's tough is breaking the resolve of the people that inhabit the country you're trying to take over. He said, that's the challenge. And so they had to work at it. How do you do it? You take out leaders like James O'Keefe, right? You unfairly go after and put people in prison like what they're trying to do right now to President Trump, right? Intimidate. You shut up their voice, which is the censorship, censorship regime that we've seen, right? Yeah. You unfairly go after the businesses that are financing it, which is what, of course, they're trying to do. And more than anything else, you make the cost of believing greater than the cost of giving up. Yeah. Meaning, you make sure people suffer if they continue to believe the nation has any hope. Also, you medicate the society. That was part of it, too, by the way. Mass medication, which legalization mm. of weed, all these antidepressants, all that stuff, which is, that, that's part of it. And so then he says, look, if you're able to get through the demoralization, the country is going to fall. You are living through a planned attempt to demoralize your opinion of America. That's right. I think it's actually freeing to know that that's what they're doing to you. Everything you see on TV, everything you see on social media, look through the lens of this is a planned attempt to get me to give up. Mm -hmm. Am I going to do that? You might say, well, you know, we don't get involved in politics. You, listen, what do you mean by that? Literally, honestly. You say that because you heard someone say that. You don't believe that. You just, you don't want to get involved, so you say that. 
It's like the pastor who says, I just preached the gospel. When pastors tell me that, I tell them, you need to repent. Yeah, that's right. Because you're supposed to teach the full counsel of God. After somebody's evangelized, which is preaching the gospel, then you, the rest of the book is making disciples out of them. How to live the life that you just now received from Christ. Okay, but see, we live in a culture where there's a bunch of saved people and that's as far as they've gone. That's if they're even saved. And you wonder, because if you ask them, how did Jesus save you? What happened when you were saved? What does it mean? What did he do on the cross? If you don't know the answers to that, then it didn't happen to you. Think about it. If you can't define what you believe in, then what is it that you believe in? So here we are. Oh, we don't get involved. You have to get involved because the alternative is apathy. That's what you're saying. You are justifying apathy. When God says, I want you, listen to this, because you love me, the world's going to hate you, but don't be bummed about it. The world hated me before they'll ever hate you. So let me ask you something. Are you hated? I'm talking about in the world that you live in, the people that you have influence over, do they hate you because... You love God. Do they hate you because they can't rattle your cage? You pray for them. Do they hate you because when they're sick, you come and bring them soup? Jesus said, if you love me, they're going to hate you. Don't you want to be like Jesus? I want to be like Jesus. But it's really a strange thing because he was the most loved person that ever graced this planet, at the same time, he's the most hated. How is it? Your name is not a curse word, but his is. Now is the time for us to shine the glory of the kingdom of God. We happen to live in America. Right now, we happen to have some freedom to do that still. We don't have the freedoms we had 10 years ago or five years ago. Do you understand we are gradually losing these freedoms? What will you do when the freedom is gone and your chance and opportunity is over and you have no, no voice anymore? You're going to say, I wish I would have said something when I could have. Now's the time. I believe it was C.S. Lewis. I'm not sure. I think it's C.S. Lewis who said that I have found out in my life that the people who believe that heaven was the closest did the most in the world in the here and now. What a motivator. I could be in heaven tomorrow. What that means is I want to do everything I can that's right for the kingdom so that if he comes for us all or for my life, I will be getting caught being busy about my father's business. That's what you want to do. That's what we want to do together with you. Yes, please. I'm going to give two very simple action items that I've never shared at this church before. It's so simple. It's do not lie and don't let people lie to you. you those, do, those two things. That's great. It's way harder than you think. Mm. That right there will put you on an alignment politically, morally. Don't lie and don't let people lie to you. You might say, well, Charlie, I, I don't let people lie to me. Wow. Okay. You don't let people in your local school district lie to your kids about sexual perversion. 
You don't let your relatives lie about God and Jesus and the Bible. Do you stand up and say something with courage and boldness? The most important one is, of course, first, you not lying. And the best way to do that is to follow Jesus. Because he didn't just say true things. He was the truth, is the truth. And he sets you free. The society right now feels like it's falling apart because of intentional demoralization, but also because Satan, the author of lies, needs to be able to channel deceit in every possible corner. Our greatest weapon is the truth. Absolutely. And that means you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Am I really doing enough to try to pass a free society onto my grandkids? Don't lie to yourself. Maybe yes, maybe not. Am I really doing that? And if the answer is yes, terrific. The answer for most people is no. Mm. Am I really getting into uncomfortable situations to share the gospel every day with somebody I don't know? Find a stranger, tell them about Jesus. You doing that every day? Check out lines at the grocery store, taxi cab drivers, flight attendants. Hey, you're having a tough day. Do you believe in Jesus? Oh, that's too uncomfortable. You're gonna see them again, why not? Are you getting to a place of uncomfortability? That, that kind of movement of evangelism, of the spreading of truth, I'll tell you, it, it's, it's an action item that all of us can do instantaneously. So, look, I, I get accused of a lot of things. I have plenty of enemies, Jack. And sometimes, my, the, the, sometimes I get criticism from other Christians. And they say, you're hateful, you're all this sort of things. None of that is true. But I say, look, I have two rules. I will not lie to myself and I will not lie to my audience. And if that offends you or if that bothers you, then the truth bothers you. And you got much deeper problems than that. But what, if I can do one thing for all of you tonight, I can hopefully inspire or encourage you. You will be a happier, more joyful person the more you speak the truth. That is so powerful, 100% true. This Jack Kemp's podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.